It is uh, Matt Mosley alongside Steven Simcox. Stepping into the booth now is Kevin Longquist from Rivals, my longtime pal, back from a uh, more refreshing beach vacation. Tried to let tried to let him have vacay, but one day we had to, there was a lot of activity on the Baylor recruiting front. We had to interrupt his uh, beach experience. But he's back on uh, dry dock now. And um, Kevin, welcome back to the uh, Mosley and Simcox extravaganza. And boy, as you return, the Bears having a big, big, like uh, 48 hours. I would say uh, they did this, I don't know how long ago. It was like a year ago or something. But uh, Kevin, this is a. Uh, this is quite a run the Bears are on, and, and you, you guys at Rivals have them knocking on the door of the top ten for 2022. Yeah, it's an unprecedented uh, time for them. And, you know, Matt, we've seen in their history, going even back to our Bryles time, where they would get this glut of commitments over a four- or five-week span, traditionally between May and June. So what's happening under Dave Aranda kind of reminds me of that era under Art. And, yeah, uh, this weekend, just a huge pickup for them. They've got four commitments that are coming in off this weekend, starting with NFC Sledge, the defensive tackle from Monroe, Louisiana, then Caleb Douglas, wide receiver from Fort Bend, Hightower commits yesterday. Then they pick up a two today. Uh, the offensive lineman, Alvin Ubisele, uh from Coppell, and then, Bo- then Devin Bobby, a safety from DeSoto. And we probably are going to have a fifth. Could be today, could be tomorrow. We don't know, but it's it's been one of those times where they've made the, the most out of these two official visit weekends from last week and this week. They've already got 18 commitments, probably looking at 19, like I said, within the next 24, 36 hours. Wow. So they're going to add to this thing. Now, how does that, you know, it, it, how, when you're talking about uh, Baylor right now being in front of Alabama, I mean, that's – and I know Alabama will close, and right now I think they only have eight to nine commits, and they'll obviously right. end up in the top five and everything. But, I mean, where where is this Baylor class? Is it just kind of a um, – it's a really nice sort of uh, complimentary type piece? Like, how many – if you had to say right now, these are the two studs from this class – like these are the these are the names that are holding this whole class up, or is it just really a lot of uh, equal talents across the board? Well, I think for me, Matt, the way you look at this is okay. You've got two benchmark players, I think, in some respects, between Zach Pyron, the quarterback out of Pinson Valley, Alabama, who committed to them back in February. Then you have George uh, Miley, the offensive lineman from South Jordan, Utah, who committed last week. I think those are two, but uh, you know, I, and that doesn't. And I don't want to discount any of the other guys that have come in here because you look at other really solid guys like Kelsey Johnson, tight end from Red Oak. You also take a look at the Bryce Simpson uh, from Cy, from Cy Ranch and then Kyler Jordan from Lubbock. Those guys, I think, have been very essential of building this uh, class and putting things together for them. And I think from that perspective, it's a very tight group and it's a really solid class. Now. In terms of where are they going to finish up, I mean, what they don't have right now is a four-star in this. So it's all going to be subject to change. But also keep in mind that there are several more ratings periods for us that are coming. Uh, we'll have our next one, I think, in August, and then we'll have one during the football season, and then our last one will be in January. So I think there's a real possibility that a few of these guys, like Miley and uh, Pyron, will probably get get a chance to knock on the door to get to that four-star where they have been. But 
other than that, you have a lot of guys on this class that are really solid, and they've done a great job of addressing a lot of the needs. I think the one thing that's interesting about this class, though, Matt, is the fact that they took an unprecedented number of offensive linemen. Well, they have six with this addition today, and I think that tells you what the offensive coaching staff thought about the position. No offense to the guys that are on the roster right now, but I think we all know as Baylor fans and followers that pretty much since the Jim Grobe year of 2016, this position's been kind of a mess, and they, they've got to get address it, and they've got to get after it, and they've got to do a better job because they couldn't run the football last year. They've had trouble protecting the quarterback, and if you're going to do something about it, you've really got to make an effort to do that, and that showed uh, with this class. I think they're, by the way, done with this position. At least they better be. Yeah, it's uh, they need to create the depth there. Um, it, it's uh, Kevin Longhorse joining us from Rivals. He's been uh, – following all these announcements all day and, and helps with the uh, ranking. What, when you, uh, is there any sort of like um, some, some teams like to wait and sort of uh, get all their recruits kind of at the last minute? Um, what, what, is the, what do you think is the positive for Baylor to kind of basically try to put a class to bed pretty early when you get 18 guys for 2022? What's the what's the pro? What's the con to it? Well, I think the pro is that they want to build the family family atmosphere, and that's been something that's been always been one of the hallmarks, regardless of if it's been Art Bryles or Matt Rule or even Dave Aranda, that they've been able to sell that kind of message to players, and that's why they've been able to hang on to these kids for the most part. You know, Art built his classes very much the same way where he was getting them all in around this time, Matt. You know, and Matt Rule did that to some extent, but I think Aranda's following a little bit of what Art's playbook is. And also keep in mind, too, is that with the official visits becoming a thing over the last couple of summers, rather than having to wait in December and in January, it kind of builds that atmosphere, builds that momentum for them to do that. Now, are they going to hang on to every one of these kids? I I like their chances, too. They actually got some pretty good news. This kind of went under the radar over the weekend, with a Kyan Roberts day, the athlete from Missouri, who was their first commitment from, you know, he committed way back in May of last year. Really talented athlete, could play anywhere on both sides of the ball. And he actually announced over the weekend he, that he was shutting down his recruiting and wasn't going to go anywhere. And this is a kid that's been, you know, who traveled the camp circuit this summer. You know, he went to Alabama, was offered by the likes of Tennessee. And I think he was a ca- guy that Baylor was probably going to have trouble hanging on to. But when he announced, that he was going to stay to lock in with the Baylor staff following his official visit last week. That really made, I think, a big impact in terms of keeping this class together. So that was a big step forward. Okay, and uh, Kevin, if I can make the uh, – by the way, you always put things in perspective for us real well, like the dead period's about to hit again. So w- would you say that you talk about family and everything, You just these teams suddenly, after all these – this almost year of it was a whole year of like a basically mm-hmm. a dead period it opens back up did Baylor do a great I mean well I don't want to put words in your mouth here did did Baylor do better job than other big 12 teams and like hitting the ground running how did Baylor handle suddenly getting to have the unofficial and official visits and and is there any particular person other than Aranda that you would give credit for really uh, for really doing a great mm-hmm. job here well, I think one thing is for sure is that they had an agenda on how they wanted to do this. I mean, you could have, they could have offered official visit week, official visits 
the weekend of June the 4th, but they, did, but they didn't do that, Matt. I mean, or they could have done it the weekend of June the 11th and didn't do that either. So what they did was that they had everything sized up so that they would do it for these two weekends. And they were able to get the, the guys in that they wanted to. They kind of had us, you know, use some strategy about who we could get to visit, if you will, for speaking on behalf of them, if you will, of can we get this guy in here? Maybe like a Jeremy Patton or somebody like that, because he came in last week versus other visits. And I think that was kind of making sure that they could get them in. Sometimes getting guys in for their last official visit before the dead period, which started today, the 28th, uh, was an important step for them. Because even if kids walked out of there, like Eric Brown, the East Texas linebacker, he, he's going to announce the final two here uh, later on today. Uh, you know, Jeremy Patton's going to announce his top four or five, uh, in a, probably about four o'clock this afternoon. So you might want to look for that. Those guys, you know, make that impression. You know, I don't think they're going to make a decision, obviously, anytime soon. But if Baylor gets into those finalist lists, then that kind of tells you how, that their strategy worked. Now, in terms of how it works against a Texas or Oklahoma, I, you know, that, that could be viewed in the eyes of the beholder. I just know that what they did worked for them. And they obviously have put together a great class. And in terms of, you know, where, you know, fitting in some final pieces, because spots are getting tight now uh, with the possibility of this 19th commitment coming, you know, you're going to have to be, you, you can't fault them for anything at this point, other than the fact that they've still got to get a couple more defensive backs and maybe another linebacker, maybe another defensive lineman as well. Okay, we got to be brief on this answer, Kevin, uh, but I wanted to get Mr. Simcox in here, Stephen Simcox, who has uh, kept a close eye college baseball recently, but he's got a close eye on his college football. Go ahead, Stephen. Kevin, you just mentioned Derek Brown. I know he was tweeting that he was really enjoying Waco. Uh, he's announcing that top two. Do you get a feel for how much ground Baylor made up with the, with the official visit this past weekend? Well, I think they did. I mean, tweets are what they are, Stephen. I mean, I, I – I wouldn't be surprised if Baylor makes it. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be, I, I know they made up ground, but is it enough to, to get in that top two? Hard to say. I think if there was a top four, I would have liked their chances better. But, you know, he's a really talented kid. They've been after him early, and they were one of the first to, to offer him, Stephen. So they have that going for them. And I think based on the electricity that they had over the weekend, um, I think that was an important thing. By the way, I got sidetracked on one thing. I just want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Kylie, who was the, doing the Instagram for me today for Alvin Obasoli. He was the uh, Coppell offensive lineman. I don't have an Instagram account. She does, and she was the one that helped track uh, Alvin's commitment down today. So I wanted to let, her, let that be recognized. Yeah, you know, I just uh, made sure I'm following Ky Kylie on Twitter, so in case she's like, who is this guy? <laughs> tell her it's one of your old buddies, and, and tell her we appreciate the help. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great recruiting work done by Kylie, and I hope uh, yeah. Kylie – boy, you've got, a, you've got a, a couple – what do you got? SEC, Arkansas and Alabama in your family, is that yep. right? That is correct, yeah. In fact, uh, we just had a great uh, – with the uh, visit that we had uh, – or the, the uh, beach vacation that we just had, the uh, Razorback and my Crimson Tide were with me, and uh, my Razorback just went back to Fayetteville this week, and she's uh, starting her summer school classes to pursue her master's in education. So uh, so she's oh, on the road. That's exciting. Just make sure those boys don't show up on those beach trips. Okay, Kevin? Uh, they didn't this weekend, so they knew, they, knew the, they knew the old man was after him, so that's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, Kevin, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, Matt. Always a pleasure. Have a good one.